Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Love Talk Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. On this week's episode, we're going to talk NBA playoffs. That's right, the playoffs are here, and we've got every series to preview and cover for you. We're also going to get in some Jadavion Clowney draft status talk, as well as ask the question about the sporting event that you've never attended but always wanted to attend. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my partners, you know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, Ken, B, and FIFO. So pass the word. Dead End Sports is about to go down right now. Once again, it is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show here on Blog Talk Radio, the best sports show on the Internet, the place where sports opinions collide. That's right. It's dead-end sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. A couple of ways you can interact with us. Uh, you can hit us up on the on the hotline six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You can also hit us up on Twitter. Uh, hit up our uh, Twitter account at Dead End Sports if you're on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, uh, you can follow our page, uh, Facebook.com backslash Dead End Sports. Like the page, like the page, become a fan of the page. Uh, you can also check out our website, deadendsports.com. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Wednesday night, so in the event you cannot listen to the show live or you missed any parts of the show, check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash deadendsports. You can also check us out on Stitcher. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, just go to the Stitcher application. Go to the application store, download the Stitcher application for free, uh, search Dead End Sports, and you can listen at your leisure at home or on the go. Again, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. 
got a lot of sports to talk about. The, as I mentioned in the intro, the NBA playoffs are upon us. Lots and lots of stuff to cover. Of course, I'm not going to be doing it alone. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. I'm going to be joined now by my partners. You know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, uh, Ken, B, and FIFO. Fellas, what's happening? What's the dealio, Kyle? What's going on, man? <laughs> what's cracking, man? What's cracking? What's up, B? What's up, FIFO? What up, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Y'all ready to talk some sports tonight? Yeah. Always. Yo, Kyle, before you start. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Yo, I, I, no, 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 no
I, I want to um, piggyback off of the off of the point you made and give ourselves a pat on the back because they at they did ask some very tough questions and I think we handled it very well. You know, I think that um, as that in hip hop, you know, I, I guess this is you know, I, I think that that was by far the best dead in hip hop has had to offer. You know what I'm saying? I think that's big because I think you know we've grown, we've done a lot of you know, pretty cool things, but I think that that was the most comfortable and I think just best overall uh, topic, conversation, just feeling that I had with the three other guys on, you know, on, on, on that type of stage, man. It, it was just, it was a really amazing project. I, I, for me, it's like this was really a milestone. Uh, I think the first time it was just because we kind of like crossed over to education, you know, being invited, but I think this time our performance you know what I'm saying, and just just the whole thing, you know, I, and I really hope that, you know, Modest Media, he always does this thing, and, you know, I, I really hope that the whole thing was captured in terms of, I know you can't show the faces, but I wish you guys could have saw the crowd, you know what I'm saying, because it was really cool, it was really cool, it was by far one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. Yeah, and I think that, you know, just to, I guess, kind of piggyback off what, what CFO <laughs> just said, man, I think this is... This is the next evolution, and I think we're made for this step to take hip hop and and into you know intellectualizing and, and analyzing from that standpoint, and not just from what's being done from a journalistic perspective, but to really just go in and go in depth and and break it down and and really talk about it from levels and levels of respect that it deserves. It's not just a bunch of coonery and buffoonery and people shooting up each other. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot to hip hop that's way more in depth than um than what people would believe. So I, and I think this is where it needs to go hip hop wise and I think hip hop needs to take that next step itself to which is doing already, going into the classrooms and being talked and talked about from this perspective because the way you can change how hip-hop is viewed has to be done in the classroom. It has to be done, you know, by being articulate and and um, and really just going, you know, just really addressing things from the way that a lot of adults would understand. You know what I'm right. saying? So, um, yeah, man, so I, I think this is a – I felt comfortable like people, and I think this is this is kind of where we need to be because we are adults, and we need to – to address and talk about hip hop in an adult manner, and I and I think this is this is the way to go. Definitely, definitely. What about you, B? Any thoughts on uh, the trip to Florida State and, and and how everything went? B, where the hell is B? Yes, B, not here now. <laughs> hey, I, where, where him, I, I don't know. I see him right. I see hello, him. Hello, 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 hello. Can you hear oh, me? Hello. He had a mute button on. Yeah. Oh, okay, I think okay, I okay. I think I think I mean I think I, I butt myself. But um anyway, um yeah, just like <laughs> just like uh people in Kansas said, I thought the students this time was fit, were very engaging and you know, I think it was so dope just for them to come from that class and still be just as engaging from the class as they were in the auditorium. It was like, Oh, y'all are y'all going to the globe? Okay, we're about to go there and then I, as soon as I walked in it was the people that People that was in that class that were sitting down ready to be, to be engaging with us and everything. I thought it was so cool. And then people, it was a couple people we shared, uh, we talked to on, on Twitter that uh, came out too. Um, I don't know if y'all, if Ken, if you remember the names, but the MC that fit that fit the freestyle for us after the uh, hero, I think. Yeah, 
Absolute Zero, yeah, shout out to Absolute Zero, and it was two other guys who from Fam from Mute, from uh, Fam Mute, actually, that came okay. by and was like, yeah, they, they really enjoy what we do. They fans of a show and everything. I thought that was, I thought that was great. I thought it was cool. So the whole experience, everything from the time we was hanging out <laughs> Wednesday night. You know, I wish we could have stayed in another day or two, man. I think would I think we could have really enjoyed Tallahassee. You know, it, you know, shout out to Doctor Lisa and Andrew, and shout out to Andrew for taking us to that uh, burger spot too on, on the day we mm-hmm. meet. Everybody left that that joint happy, man. So, I mean, just the whole experience. This experience was was, was, was great, better than the last one. Not saying the last one sucked, but this was much better than our first visit. So, yeah, kudos right. to Florida State, man. I hope, I hope we I hope we go back there, you know, the next semester or something. That'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to do more colleges too. That'd be that'd be dope too. North yeah. Carolina and you know some Georgia college, especially Georgia college. Cause I know we always talk about how we want to get that local that local name out there. So it'd be dope to do some stuff at Georgia State, you know, uh, University of Georgia. I mean, any, anywhere Georgia Southern. I mean, anywhere that'd be dope. Definitely, definitely. I I, I know you, most of you guys are tuned in to talk sports, man. But we I, I felt like we had to get that out too because you know some people may or may not have known about you know you, the, the trip to Florida State and and it's huge. It is. It's and I told you guys before, man. It's groundbreaking. I mean, you don't have that kind of exposure and interaction on the collegiate level. And like Ken said, it's very necessary. And and I think it it what it does is it helps not only open doors for you and and those coming behind you and following your movement, but it also helps. You know, like you said, intellectualize hip hop and and make people think because it's not just what you may think it may be as far as what you see on TV or hear on the radio or what have you or in, in some of these songs. It's a lot deeper than what what you see on the surface, and a lot of times what we get is just surface stuff. Um, you're locked in right here to Dead End Sports. We're gonna talk some sports tonight, NBA playoffs. We're gonna be talking about that hot and heavy. Hit us up six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh, before we jump into the NBA, man, um, the 49ers, man, <laughs> they have been in the news for all the wrong reasons. Uh, within the last month, um, they've had three players uh, in the public eye, uh, Chris Culliver, um, uh, Alden Smith, and, of course, the quarterback Ka- uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, now, Colin Kaepernick, he was in the, the – uh, he got some, some media attention or what have you. Uh, TMZ released a report saying that he was uh, possibly involved in a sexual assault of a woman, he and two other NFL players. Um, no charges were filed. Uh, TMZ has since kind of sort of retracted the statement saying that, uh, you know, it wasn't what it was. And Colin Kaepernick said it was simply just a friend who had passed out. She ended up in the hospital. She said no sex was involved. Uh, I guess they ran a rape test kit. No sex was involved. So, you know, just a bunch of smoke and mirrors, I guess. Um, still, nevertheless, some bad press for Colin Kaepernick. Chris Culliver, on the other hand, had a hit and run, uh, and he was also cited for having possession of brass knuckles. Um, Alden Smith made a terroristic threat at the uh, Los Angeles uh, airport the other day, and while in while in front of uh, TSA security, so it's off the field headlines. Not really a good look for the franchise. Uh, Ken, I'll start with you. Is this a coincidence or a sign of trouble for the 49ers? There's been a lot of trouble uh, with the 49ers. Uh, well, trouble is, is kind of the wrong word. I think they've been in the news a lot for the wrong reasons. You know, the stuff with Jim Harbaugh and now these three incidents that occurred in the off season. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of, the, you know, besides all the smoke, most of the stuff has occurred when they just have too much time on their hands. 
You know, so um, I, I think that when 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 I saw you when, when you sent this over and I looked at the question, the first thing that popped in my head was uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Remember when they had those, those knuckleheads on, on their team that used to do a lot of stuff? Now, look, I'm not going to talk bad about Alden Smith. He's far huger than I am, and he's obviously crazy. So I don't want him running up on me. But the brother is obviously troubled. Because everybody in their right mind knows you don't want the last place you want to make a bomb threat right. is at an airport. We've had far too many issues um, in this Amer- in, in this country with, with terrorism for you to go in and, and, and spew something out of your mouth like that. So, you know, domestic terrorism is real. We, we You know, this is the, the day of the, the Boston Marathon bombing. So mm-hmm. you can't do that. Something's wrong with the brother because everybody, and, and not only that, you black, bro. You don't go and you, right. you, don't, you don't take your, you don't go do that. Don't go do that. <laughs> not, not, not in a, not in LAX, not in any airport. You're black. Right. You're, you're talking about you have a bomb. That's a problem. And they need to get this, this guy some help. Um, he probably was on drugs, you know, on drugs or drinking or whatever, and you know that alters, you know, how we think. So we become warped by that, and we just start talking all kind of crazy. But you know, if that is the case, then he needs help beyond just um, what they've given him so far. Colin Kaepernick, we know what happened with Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna sweep that under the rug. It looks like they're trying to do that now. Um, with whatever happened, whether it's true or whether it's false, the fact that the matter is out there, it's going to be in people's heads. Um, and with the hit and run, that, that again, that's another unfortunate incident that happened, man. Um, it happens all the time. You know, he's just a public figure. So, you know, I think that it's uh, it's just uh, outside of Alden Smith, who's a repeat offender, I think it's just, you know, just some unfortunate circumstances that have happened to the 49ers during this offseason. So, um, it's something to keep watch on. I don't think it's an issue just yet, but you definitely want to keep your eye on it to see, mm-hmm. you know, how things are are going in that organization. What about you, B? What, what's your thought on it? Is, is this a coincidence or is this uh, a sign of trouble for uh, for the Forty Niners? I think it's just a coincidence. It's just so happening. All these guys are San Francisco Forty Niners teammates. I mean, I don't I don't think it's nothing to be getting worried about. Just like like Ken mentioned. Yeah, I remember that Cincinnati squad, and it was just like, they, they was known for having just knuckleheads after knuckleheads after knuckleheads after knuckleheads. So, you know, I just think with this situation, I think it's just a, it's just a coincidence. I mean, now the Otto Smith, he got, I think he got some other uh, stuff going on, too, prior to that bomb threat that he had in the airport. So I think he only got like a, I can't remember, it was like a DUI or something? He had a, something he had a DUI. Uh, yeah, DUI. He had a DUI during the season, and I think... Right. He, what ended up happening was he was they found him drunk like parked in somebody's yard or something like that. He yeah. actually played that particular week, and then after that Sunday, because the 49ers at that point couldn't suspend him, he played that week and then he checked himself into a rehab. And I think he missed five games after that, you know, before he came back to the team. Mm. Yeah, he need he needs some serious help. I think he. Needs, I mean, you know, he needs, he needs something. <laughs> Something's deeper going on with that cat. I don't know. That was the particular guy I was on touch on. I think, I think 49ers or something, somebody needs to have a talk with him or something needs to go on because I think we can easily see something happening or you know, brewing worse than 
what we're seeing right now. But the the Kaepernick situation, like I said, what you said they had the rape kit. Wasn't no rape. They didn't have no sex or anything like that. I think that's just kind of a little bit of blown out of proportion just because of, you know, she opened up her mouth and trying. I don't know. She's trying to get a get on with him. You know, trying to catch a lick for a football player. And the thing is, it's not like he just met her. They know each other. You know, it's right, not right, like, right. They had a sexual a, relationship in the past. Right, right. So it's not like he just met this chick at the club that night and then you know took her to the crib and she woke up unconscious, didn't know what the hell was going on. He, they know each other. So that's just a little. I look at it like just a groupie or some chick trying to get a get a quick lick from a, a professional athlete, but. Overall, I think it's just all a coincidence. I don't think it's just like no old guy. We got to watch out for San Francisco now. Nah, they got a group full of thugs. You know, people you know how they talking and you know behind the scenes. Oh, they got to. That's what happened when you sign those thugs. And, you know, they using the, the right, uh, right, right, right. ESPN, you know, the ESPN picked the picture where they uh, Kaepernick. He got his like street of street clothes on. Got a, a Dr. Dre beat headphones around his head. Street clothes. I'm like, wow. Out of all the photos y'all picked, of course, of course. Y'all pick that photo. I mean, I'm pretty sure the man has a little bit more professional-looking photos he's took. And you oh, man, they, you know, ESPN is funny. Yeah. They, he, he, yeah. Kaepernick, remember, he did a photo shoot for ESPN, the magazine, so it's not like they couldn't find a photo <laughs> exactly. of Colin Kaepernick looking exactly. halfway decent. Exactly. I'm like, man, you, you, oh, God, that's crazy. That's crazy. What Wait, about you, people, right, man? Is this a coincidence, or you, or you think this is, uh, uh, you know, signs of trouble for the 49ers? No, I, I just think it's a coincidence. Um, I, you know, let's call it spade a spade. I think what Aldis Smith did was just stupid. Uh, I don't think that has anything to do with his his problem. You know, I know the police did say that they felt like he was drinking or whatever. But that was just stupid, man. You can't, like, just common sense. It's just, it's, it's, it's illogical uh, why you would say that at an airport, um, you know, and again, we we nobody was there, so we don't know in the manner in which he said it. Um, you know, if he's like in there, like, you know, I have a bomb, or he's saying it like, well, like, why am I going through the secondary screening? Do you think I have a bomb on me or something like that? You know, I, I, perception. So you know, we weren't there. We don't know exactly how it was said, but at, at the end of the day, you don't say the word bomb at the airport. That's just right. that's idiotic. In, in 2014. Um, Culver, uh, what what was his situation? He 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 was uh, hit and he was run, possession of brass knuckles, which is a felony, like, by the way, in California, which I did not know. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. About that yeah, that's crazy. So you know, like in, in that situation, it's like, why did you run? Were you doing something that you shouldn't have been doing? You know, you're just going to make it worse. So I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I can't say that I'm holier than thou and I wouldn't have done the same thing in the same situation. But, you know, I, that, that's just not the right move. And, and, and realistically, he shouldn't have been in that situation anyway. Um, so in, in that regard, I just think it's a, it's a coincidence. That that was just a bad decision. Uh, and then in terms of Colin Kaepernick, well, I don't think there's nothing there. Um, you know, a lot of these chicks be shady. Um, yep. You know, and, and, and now the story's changing. So you know, I I, I I don't I don't think that there's anything there with, with Colin. Um, so I I think that'd be all right. I, I don't I don't think that this is going to be you know real big detriment to the 49ers. They did go five and zero without Alden Smith. However, four of those five teams did not make the playoffs. Did not have winning records. So you know, it is what it is. Um, take it how you want. They do have a lot of draft picks. You know, so a stacked team could, you know, be getting, you know, even more stacked 
depending on how you believe in Jim Harbaugh's ability to draft. You know, so um, I, I don't think he's done a bad job. I, I think he kind of walked into a team, but hey, they got the picks. You know, one number one, two number two, two number three. Mm-hmm. So they, they they can really stack up on talent. Groovy, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think it's I think it's a, it's a real bad coincidence. I think uh, in, in the case of uh, Culver, I mean, when I heard he had brass knuckles, I'm like, I, like I, I haven't known anybody to have brass knuckles since like the '80s. I mean, like, were you, are you going to fight somebody or something? And, and obviously, he did not know that that was a felony in California because you know I don't think he would have been walking around with him if he had if he knew that in the state of California. Um, Kaepernick, I don't think there's much there. I don't think there's enough there. I mean, it, it's unfortunate if it, you know, once the truth seems to have come out, it just sounds like it was nothing. And, you know, in, in the case with Jameis Winston and, you know, some of these other high-profile pro, high athletes, you know, where there might have been some question marks, it looks like Kaepernick is, is free here, but it's just, it's unfortunate. Um, Alden Smith, man, you got, you got to get off that alcohol, man. Get off get off, get off, off the bottle. You know, get okay, off that, that was a drug. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. If yeah, he might be on something else, but I know he's on the song. I mean, like Ken said, man, in this day and age, you cannot say I wouldn't even. You don't even play like that to mention the word bomb at the airport. I mean, if you get if you if you walk the wrong way, like I remember a couple of years ago, there was some fool here that went up the escalator backwards at Atlanta Hartsfield Airport and got ran. Like they shut the whole airport down because they thought he was trying to do something. He was just being funny. But you know they don't. They don't know that. You know, so security is at an all-time high. You can't do. You, you can't say that. So I mean, like I said, I think he's on. He's either on drugs or he's on alcohol. The TSA did mention that they smell alcohol on his breath. Um, you know, he's looking at a lengthy suspension from the NFL. So uh, you know, the 49ers could be looking to you know looking to try to have to have to replace him. And it's just like I said, it's just not good. It's not good. They've already had issues with Harbaugh and his contract and his beef with, you know, management or what have you. So it's going to be uh, the, the season, NFL teams, they really want, that's why they try to keep guys close to the franchise and everything like that during the off season because they know guys will get in trouble, you know, if they're allowed to kind of roam free, if you will. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Got my partners with me. B, Ken, and FIFO, you know from Dead End Hip Hop, we are talking NBA sports, NBA sports, NBA, everything up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, man, let's jump into the playoffs, man. The playoffs get started this weekend. Uh, I mean, great matchups top to bottom. I think uh, I think the more competitive matches will definitely be in the West. Um, let's go ahead and start with our predictions, man, of what we think is going to happen. Um Let's start with the Rockets and the Blazers. Uh, it's, I think that's going to be a very interesting series. Um, Rockets and Blazers. I'll start with you first, FIFO. Rockets versus Blazers. Who wins the series? Uh, and, and give me the games, and, and why do you think they're going to win? This was the hardest one to pick. Um, I'm going to just start off with that. This is definitely the hardest one to pick because of the matchups. Um, I, I think they match up almost perfectly uh, when you look at the starting lineup for starting lineup, you got Beverly versus uh, um, Damian. You know, so so Damian, you know, he just signed a hundred million dollar Adidas deal. I saw You it. know, so yeah, so this is that's the third largest in 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 in, in basketball history. 
You know what I'm saying? So they put a lot of pressure on Damian. I, I, look, I told y'all, I thought if I'm starting a franchise and you give me a point guard, that's who I want. I want Damian. But um, so 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 that's gonna be an interesting dynamic at the one. Then obviously you know you got Harden, you got um, Terrence Jones versus Marcus versus Dwight. So so this this, this is gonna be a real tough one. Um, I've said it all year. I'm sticking to it. I'm not, Portland is not battle tested. So I'm not sure how they are going to react in the playoffs, and that's the reason why I have them losing this series, uh, mainly because Dwight's taking a team as the number one option or the best player on the team to the finals. He's done that. Uh, James Harden has been to the finals. Uh, those are your two horses on that team. You're going to ride them, and they've been there, so they know what it takes to get there. Um, so I'm taking Houston in six. And that's the main reason why. I just think that they're just more battle-tested. I think they're more playoff-ready than Portland. I, I really love Portland. I just feel like they need this. Every team needs to face adversity. I think that this is going to be their adversity. It's going to make Damian better. Um, it's going to make them better in the long run. Uh, but they, they need to lose. Okay, okay, okay. So you see that's People's got his pick in. What about you, B? Uh, Portland and and and, and uh, Portland, they're, they're going to be going up against the the, the Rockets, man. Who, who you got? I got. I wouldn't be surprised if this series goes seven. I got Rockets in seven. Um, okay. Just people, people took the words in my mouth. I think um, Blazers. They just they yeah, they have to be battle tested. They they Houston. You know you got some players in Houston that been there, done that. You know I think last year Rockets went to the second round. And then, you know, just mm-hmm. like people say that, you know, uh, Harden went to the finals. Dwight Howard, took, he was the main guy and took a team to the NBA finals. So I, I just think they, they have a little bit more experience, have a little bit more, you know, a little bit more uh, experience under their belt. You know, which Blazers, they, you know, they still, they, they, got, they still kind of wet behind the ears. Man. They, they breath still smell like Similac. So they, they, need, they, need to get <laughs> they, they need to get some alcohol in, in, in that breath, man. So I, I think this year will be a great experience. And I, I, I would not be shocked. If this season goes seven, I think it will go seven, and I think Houston will pull it out. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Blazers and Rockets, man. Who you got, and, and how many games? Man, I, I yeah, people's right. This is tough because I, I, I like Harden, and I but I really, really like Damian Lillard. <laughs> that boy can be a problem. He's clutch. He's not afraid to take the big shot. He can score, he can assist, he can hit the three. I mean, he he, he has it all, and he leads his team. Um, if he can cook Beverly, and, but even though Beverly's really gritty and grimy, he, like, he, he get all up in you. But if he can work Beverly, man, you know, I, I, I think they stand a really good shot if LaMarcus Aldridge plays ball, if he can win his position. Um, Dwight Howard is a bit of a problem, but I think if they can, you know, get him in foul trouble, maybe they can get him off. But man, you look on the other side, and and James Harden, you know, he can he can carry a team. The the biggest doubt that I have, the biggest problem I have with Portland is the fact that they don't really play defense, and, and Houston, they are going to get up and down the court. James Harden is a master at getting to the free throw line, um, generating contact. Um, their offense is a little sporadic, but I think as a whole they got a lot of good pieces. Uh, Chandler Parsons is, is really good. The new age, mm-hmm. Dan Marley, I really like him a lot. 
Um, <clears throat> my heart was with Portland. It really is. But I think that the Rockets just, I think they just have much more offensive weapons than than, than Portland does. And, and just a lot more experience. Because um, they got Lynn coming off the bench, you know what I'm saying? And, and um, uh, shit, I forgot who's, oh yeah, Hard as the Twos, three, four. You know, so I think overall as a, as a team that may be just a little bit more, more uh, better than them, I think it'll go... I think it'll go six. I can see it going six. Um, I just don't see Portland finding a way to win four games against Houston because I don't think they'll be able to get the stops that they need. Now they are playing better basketball right now than than Portland than, uh, Houston, but I'm, I'm gonna go with the vets, dog. I'm gonna go with the guys that's been there, and done that, man. You know, so okay. um, yeah, I, I gotta go with the Rockets. It sounds like I'm gonna be the eyeball man, I, <laughs> which is nothing new. Um, man, and, and, and FIFO, you you made a good point. And I, if you notice how when I when I sent the questions to you guys, I, I purposely went with these games first because these are a lot a lot harder to call as opposed to you know I mean we, we all know who's gonna win between the Pacers and the Hawks. I mean that's you know we can break it down, but I mean that's you know it's not as difficult. But, um, yeah, man, I like this series. I, this is a series that, you know, I, and I can't speak for everybody, but this is a series that I'm really going to be in front of the TV, like, every night, you know, even if i got to stay up late to watch it. Um, and I kind of feel that way about just about every Western Conference uh, series, especially in this first round. Um, I like I like the Blazers, man. I, I like the Blazers to win in seven. I think – now, Ken touched on a good point. I think my concerns are, you know, if 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 Lillard is struggling or what have you, can Aldridge carry them? You know, he's been a little banged up coming down the stretch, but um, I'm not sold on Dwight Howard in in you know in crunch time, obviously because he can't shoot free throws. Um, Harden has done it during the regular season. Of course, we saw him disappear uh, when he was with OKC. Um, this is his team now, so it's his his turn to shine here in the playoffs. I think he's going to play well. Uh, but man, I, I like I like I like Portland, man. Call me crazy, but I like Portland in seven. I think this is going to be a great series. Uh, definitely going to be one that you don't want to miss any games. Uh, the you know, number to call in. Um, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, Ken. I think I think, and you know, Robin Lopez, he's not a small guy. So he he can you know they can match up with him at at the five a little bit, um, you know Robin Lopez he rebounds you know he gets you know putbacks and stuff like that so he'll be able to, you know I mean for the most part defend Dwight Howard as best he can but like you man I, I Dwight Howard hasn't really ever won me over much, you know he didn't develop that game like Shaq did like, you know Shaq did later in his career man but. Uh, but but yeah, man. I, I I don't know if they can get the stops they need in crunch time. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I wouldn't be mad if Portland won in seven. I wouldn't be mad at all. Definitely, definitely, definitely. The phone number to call in: area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. You're listening live to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead end sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle, joined by the crew. Can be in FIFO. We're talking NBA playoffs. Uh, Another series, uh, the Clippers versus the Warriors. Man, this is a 3-6 matchup. Um, you know, a lot of star power in, in, in this thing here. 
Um, B, I'm going to start with you, man. Clippers, Warriors, who wins it and how many games? Uh, I'm going to say Clippers in five because now, you know, going and I was I was worried. I was always worried about this guy. I was like, man, if he could stay healthy, Warriors would be a, a serious threat. But, you know, Andrew Boga, he's out again. I think he, he's out for the remainder of the you know, season, including the playoffs with a fractured rib. And, you know, now they don't have no – the middle is wide open. I mean, middle is wide open to penetrate into uh, Golden State's uh, front court guys, you know. So, I think Clippers – I think Clippers can kind of get away with this one easily with, with five. I, if it, now, if they would have had Andrew Bogut, I, I think I would still say Clippers are probably in six. I would have gave, gave Warriors maybe two games, you know. But, yeah, I think Andrew Bogut being out, I think now it, it kind of like uh, – kind of – Makes it tougher for Golden State to kind of give Clippers a really good. Has real he challenge. played much or at all this year? Because yeah, I really you know, haven't he seen has, him. He, he's play, he, he actually, I think this season he's played the most throughout the season than he has okay. you know, since he's been there. You know, so I was that's why that's why I picked him in the beginning of the year. I'm like, you know, watch out, Golden State gonna be the dark horse in the West or whatever when we first when the basketball season first started, but. You know, him going out, and that hurt. And I said that earlier, too. I was like, man, if Andrew Bogart can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy throughout the whole season and, and get them in the playoffs and get to play in the playoffs, go to say going to be a dangerous team. With Mark Jackson coaching, you know, they've they got they they've been getting better and better every year since they've been there. The first year he got there, I think he won like 40-some games. Then they won like 50-some games. So, you know, they about to have a back-to-back uh, seasons in playoffs that, like for the first time in like 20 years. So, and I, I had them going, but now Andrew Bogart's out. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I only see them probably getting one game against the Clippers, man. I think Clippers gonna go ahead and ease out to the second round with this one with no with no problem. What about you, FIFO? You we got a three six matchup. The Clippers won fifty six games, fifty six and twenty four. Uh, the the uh, Warriors fifty and thirty one. Man, who who you got and why? Um. I, I, I definitely have the Clippers, definitely more talented. I, uh, of course, you know, missing somebody as big as Andrew Bogut, that, that, that's, in a, that, that's a big blow. Um, and, and, you know, the injury is relatively serious because the fracture is at a point where if they were to break it, it, it would puncture his lung. Um, you know, so that's that's serious implication there. Um, so obviously he's not going to play until he's pretty much 100% healthy, which is probably going to be throughout the remainder of the playoffs, regardless of however far they go. But the Clippers are just too talented. Um, I, I think that they'll get them in about five or six games. But here's the thing. I, I, when you can shoot the way the Warriors can shoot, you're never out the game. Because right. like I always say in the NBA, a 20-point lead ain't nothing, and especially if you're going against the Warriors with or without bogey, with or without them. And, and I think that it's going to be interesting because it's going to force the Clippers to, at times, play smaller with maybe a Glenn Davis or Blake at center. Um, because, you know, the Warriors are going to go small. They're probably going to play David Lee at the five, you know, right. and uh, maybe play Harrison or Draymond Green at the four. So they're going to go small. And the Clippers can do that as well. Um, you know, they're, they're a championship contender, and championship contenders need to be able to be versatile or be so good at their style of play that they force you into that style of play. But, uh, you know, the Clippers are definitely versatile. Uh, Doc Rivers is more than a capable coach. He is a championship-type coach. So he will exploit his matchups, and he will match up with the, with, with, with the Warriors at times, and at times I think he's going to force them to try to play big. 
um, you know, so I, I think they have the mastermind at coach um, to really get them over the hump, and it's not going to be too difficult. But it wouldn't be surprising to see the Warriors push the Clippers in every single game. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about you, Ken? How, how do you see this series uh, playing out? I got the Clippers. Um, you know, I, Steph Curry can win you one. The Warriors may, as a team, win you two. Mm-hmm. Um, can Clay Thompson or Steph Curry win you three? You know, and, and, and that's kind of what I'm looking at. You know, Bogut can play. And, you know, he's been a little bit, you know, inconsistent here and there this year. I haven't seen much of him. I'm, I'm like you, Kyle. I, you know, he's been in and out all year, it seems to me, that I haven't really had a yeah. chance to see his impact. But I never believed much in the Warriors as much as a lot of people were at the beginning of the year. Okay. You know, and, and and they shoot a lot of jumpers. If you if they're cold, if you playing against a, a, a very efficient offensive team and you can't hit a shot, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll get behind. But like people said, if you get real hot, and we know Steph Curry can get hot like that, and uh, he can he can bring you back in the game himself. And the way they shoot threes, you're, they're not out of the game, but. My biggest question mark is, have they learned or did they learn anything from last year, you know, against uh, San Antonio? When they were winning those games in San Antonio, they just started to school them boys, man. And and they mentally couldn't uh, adjust to the rigor of the playoffs. And there's been some some things here and there with Mark Jackson throughout the, the season. You know, will he be renewed? Is he the guy? They don't look like they really believe in Mark Jackson, so that's kind of hanging over their head a little bit. But um, the fact of the matter is, is, is this: the, the Clippers are just—they're just, they're just a, a, a better team. They're, they have way more depth. They can play either style, big or small. And I believe in Doc Rivers, man. Doc Rivers is is, is probably the missing element that they need. He's been there, done that, and he has all the pieces that that he needs to to eat. I, really take this series uh, so with Chris Paul and, and Blake Griffin playing the way he's playing like as the third damn near the third best player in the league or probably is the third best player in the league how are you going to beat that and they've been to the playoffs multiple times so they've been there done that so yeah they, they should they should go ahead and take this and sit I wouldn't be surprised if it's five yeah I I I'm gonna say Clippers in six. I think uh, I think much like like what you guys said. I think it's, there's gonna be one game where Steph Curry just goes off, <laughs> and then there's gonna be one game, and and, and these games will probably be uh, in Oakland when it happens. Um, and then there's gonna be a game where Steph Curry and um, Clay Thompson both go off, and I think those will be the games that will kind of push them. But I like the Clippers, man. Like you said, top to bottom. You know, they they may be one of their deepest teams in the playoffs and then a great coach in Doc Rivers. Uh, I think, you know, no Bogut, that makes it, he makes a difference, like you said, as far as getting to the middle and everything like that. So it's going to be that much tougher, man. I think, and, and the Warriors have had a great season, but, you know, it's just, uh, just, just got to go. <laughs> Everybody can't advance. It's when to go home. We're talking NBA playoffs right here. You're locked into dead end sports. Uh, up until 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So in the event you cannot listen to the show live, 
Make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also catch it on Stitcher if you have a Android or iPhone. Download the Stitcher application for free. Uh, upload and look for dead end sports and listen at your leisure. Um, now let's take it to the east, man. Let's take it to the east. FIFO, let's take it take it to your hometown, man. Chicago, the Bulls versus the Nets. This is this is going to be a battle, I think. Bulls versus Nets. Who wins and why? You know, this was the uh, second hardest one to pick, um, mainly because every time I, I really thought about this this matchup here, I can make a case for either team. I can mm-hmm. make a case for either team, and it's, it's real difficult. So, with that being said, I am going to take the Bulls in seven, and this wow. is the reason why I'm going to take the Bulls <laughs> in seven. Wow. <laughs> this is the reason why I'm going to take the Bulls in seven. Execution and defense. That, that's that's my reason. Um, when I watch the Nets, I like them. I, trust me, I do. Again, this is the second hardest matchup to pick for me. But the Bulls, the way that they execute and the way that they play defense and the way that they're playing offense now through the high post and Joe Kinoa and DJ Augustine, I just think that the, the Bulls are going to – if, if the games are in the low 90s, I take my chances with the Bulls, man. And I think that the Bulls, I think there might be a game or two that the Nets will exploit them and kind of like blow them out. And people are going to question, uh, okay, maybe the Bulls aren't who they thought they were, but then they're going to come and play that hellacious defense and keep certain certain games within check. You know, so I, I take the Bulls in seven, man. It, it, that's, it's a tough pick. We're not doing it just because I'm from the shy. But um, I wouldn't want to play against the Bulls, man. They, they're just that damn tough. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? Uh, Bulls and Bulls and Nets, man. Who you like and why? Well, I definitely agree with the last thing people said. I wouldn't want to play the Bulls, man, because they're very blue collar. They play tough and they play through uh, Joe Cam Noah. If they won at seven, it wouldn't surprise me. This is a very, very tough matchup. And, and both teams, to me, scare me in the East if I'm Indiana or if I'm Miami. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they can get at you. The thing I like about Brooklyn is the fact that they're playing really, really great basketball right now as a team, and they're starting to believe in themselves. And, and realistically, this team was built for the playoffs. Let's just be real. They were built to the player, and they have, you know, all these different guys that can contribute, these veteran players <clears throat> that can contribute to this team. You know, Paul Pierce, you know, he's been there. We know what Kevin Garnett will bring, this, this tel- Televich or whatever his name is, that can come off and just light you up for 20 out of nowhere. Darren Williams can, can, can get at you. Sean Livingston can get at you. We know Joe Johnson can light you up a game or two. So, and, and, so, and blocks. So they have so many different pieces Ken, to them. Huh? I forgot one, Marcus Thornton. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh him, man. He can come out and, and light you up. We've seen what he what he used to do in um, New Orleans. They're they're loaded, man. Offensively, like anybody can pop off. That's a gift and a curse. But but here's for the thing, this series, I think it's more of a gift. I, I'll get back to you in a second, people. It, it's more of a it, it's. It's more of a gift for them because 
I don't believe in the Bulls' offense. You're right, people. If it's in that low 90s mark, oh yeah, I, I, look, I take the Bulls all day. Because, uh, you know, but I don't know if the Bulls can score if Brooklyn is rolling and scoring points. And my question is, can can Chicago slow them down? Yes, but can they slow them down to win four games? And that I don't know. And um, if you shut down DJ Augustine, you shut down the whole Bulls offense. He, he's but that one the- guy that can come off and, and light you up. So, you know, I, I like Brooklyn and six, man. What you, what you I, feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But here's the thing, though. Well, all of those guys that the Nets have, they don't, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're not one of the best scoring teams in the NBA because of their pace. So because of their pace, they're a slower team. To me, that favors the Bulls. And then the other thing, too, I agree with you with slowing down DJ Augustine, but let's not forget the guy that they just picked up. I'm not bigging him up. I'm not saying that he is the savior. I am just saying that whoever the hell the Bulls pick up, they just seem to ball. And they just, this right now just seems trying to be his Nate Robinson moment with the Jimmer. I think yeah. that it is very possible for the Jimmer to come out here and drop 30 and people be like, yo, what the hell just happened? You know, so, so I, I, look, with the Bulls, Anything is possible, but the thing is is that I like their foundation better than the Nets because you know what you're going to get, and you're right. Some of those guys for the Nets gets rolling, they're going to beat the Bulls. If they score into the hundreds, they're going to beat the Bulls. But the thing is is that these are the playoffs, and I don't think that the Nets can do it more than twice in the series to the Bulls. That's why I'm making it go seven. But I think all of the other games are going to be mid to low 90s. But I think I, I definitely can I agree with you. Man, some of them guys, you never know. Joe Johnson might pop off for 50. He's had big games in the playoffs. You know, I know Atlanta's kind of salty, but let's be honest, that first year against Boston, the only reason why we went to seven was because of Joe. Oh, of course. Yeah. Let's, let's, get, let's give the man props. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he's still worth that That was before the ski mask. You know what, and I and I do give the Bulls a leg up um, with with the coach and Thibodeau because you know what, I, look, I, look, I'm gonna say it, man. I, I don't think Jason Kidd coaching that damn team. He's just sitting on the bench. You know, somebody came in, somebody is coaching that team, and I don't think it's him. You know, cause this this turnaround has been too too drastic. I think he's just but sitting know, there. But here, but Ken, do you think it's coincidence he got rid of Lawrence Frank and now they start winning because That's they true. hired Lawrence Frank? To, to be an assistant head coach, and maybe Jake is like, man, nigga, I don't need you, man. Get the fuck away. Get out of my ear. <laughs> no, for real. Just coming from a coaching perspective, you know, like sometimes you might think that you might need that, and then when you get in, you get your feet wet, and he's telling you stuff that is going against your own philosophy right. that you believe is right, and then at the same time, it's like, if the ship is going to go down, let it go down my way. Uh, yeah, you need to get out of here. Just let me do what I need to do. So I don't know. It could be Lawrence Frank. True, true. We don't know. What about you, B? Who, who you think wins the uh, Bulls and Nets series, and why? <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, man! <laughs> oh man! This this is this one's a tough because like right now it seems like Brooklyn is clicking on all cylinders at the right time of the year. It's like, you know, throughout the whole year, they, you know, when they was down at the bottom of the East with Knicks, they like, you know, are the Nets going to get together? How are they going to look when they get back from injury? When they players get back from injury, then Lopez go out for the year. It's like, okay, stick a fork in the Nets. And all of a sudden, these last, like, 
I think they, they actually they had the best record in the East since the All Star break. They've been balling, yep. and it's like mm-hmm. they're balling at the right time. They they just seem to be gelling. I think the way people expected them to be gelling before the NBA season started, and it's like, okay, look out for the Nets. Uh, but then again, you know, you got Chicago that they they very well coached, and Chicago is one of the few teams still in today NBA that plays physical defense. I mean, physical old school you know, hard-nosed defense that, you know, that players, like, like y'all said, teams don't want to see Chicago. You don't want to go into playoffs after to see that physical team in Chicago because they're going to be in your face for all seven games if it goes seven games. But my issue with Chicago is that they need someone to score. I mean, they only have like a – maybe that's why they need Miller on that squad or somebody. They maybe they need they need to get a score this offseason, man, because that's, that's the only thing that's really setting Chicago back that they don't really have consistently compared to the Nets. I mean, like 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 people said, Nets got Joe Johnson. He can go off. He can go off on for forty forty five on any night. You know, if they need someone to put buckets in the hole, and you know, not to mention Paul Pierce with his clutch ass. He Paul Pierce type of dude that'll be score eight points the whole you know three third quarter three quarters, and then come fourth quarter with you know under a minute left, he hits you a game winning shot. So. Uh, I I got I got I think I might have to go with the Nets as, as much as I hate to go against Tom Thibodeau and in the hard nose defense Chicago, I, I think just because the Nets can, you know, they can also score, and just as well, the Nets can play some defense too. I mean, like I said, right now the Nets have been playing their best basketball offensively and defensively right now. So I, I got, I think just because of that, I just got to give that edge to the Nets. If we would have asked this question maybe, you know, two months ago, I would have been like, yeah, Chicago. Right. <laughs> would've been, you know, yeah, Chicago would have probably swept them, but like. Now it's like you know you're looking at the Nets. You know they they beat Miami four times. You know you see the issues that they have, and you know let's not forget the Nets have a have a pretty good bench too. They they pretty deep. So yeah. ah, as much as I hate to go against Chicago, it's like yeah I gotta say Nets man Nets Nets six or seven. Yeah man, I, you know it, it's funny man because I think this is a series you could really kind of flip a coin at times and, and, and not really be sure as to who's going to win. I'm going to go with Chicago, man, in seven. Um, I think, you know, obviously this is a 4-5 matchup. Chicago's going to have home court. Chicago's 48-33. and 33. Uh, The Nets were 44-36. and 36. Um, But these 4-5 matchups, generally speaking, are the teams are very close as far as their talent level and skill set. Um you know what's amazing about this team, man, and it just goes to show you what good coaching will do for you. I mean, this team really should be – they really should be a lottery team. I mean, they really should be a lottery team. I mean, you lose the best – some would say the best point guard in, in the game, um, top three, top five player in the game, when healthy, in Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. and they're still in the mix. I mean, and they are playing well, and they're, and they're a team that nobody wants to see. Um, nobody, and, and I think you know it's going to be a, a hell of a matchup. I think it's going to be old school '80s style basketball, a lot of defense, um, <laughs> probably a lot of fouls, a lot of free throws. But um, I think it's going to be a great series, man. And uh, but I think ultimately what's going to do Brooklyn in is uh, Jason Kidd's inability to coach, and I think Thibodeau's going to make the the adjustments that he needs to make. He's a great coach, and obviously I don't think you get this far without great coaching per se. But I think Thibodeau has done so much with less. 
and you know it, it only makes as a fan of the NBA, not even a fan of the Bulls, but even just a fan of the NBA. It makes me wonder where they would be if they had a healthy D Rose, and you know, hopefully they'll get a healthy D Rose at some point in time, uh, you know, next season. But um, yeah, I, I like Chicago in seven, man. I like Chicago in seven. I think this one is definitely going seven, um, definitely a seven game series. Uh, the phone number to call in area code six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Now the other Eastern Conference game, uh, the Raptors. Versus the Wizards, Raptors versus Wizards. Uh, B, who, who do you like and why in that series? Oh, I like, I like the Wizards. I don't, I don't know. It's something about uh, that that backcourt, man. I, I think John Wall and Bill, man. It's, it's, I I can see them pulling that one out. It's, it's you know Raptors. I think people are taking the Raptors for granted because they look at the Raptors and like, well, you know, yeah, they had three C, you know, everything. They ain't talking about Brooklyn and, and Miami and Paces. It's like, the Raptors, I think they like, what, what, 49 games? Almost 50 games? Um, yeah, they've been rolling. Uh, yeah, they've been, they've been rolling. But I, yeah, the Raptors are 48 and 33. The Wizards are 43 and 38. Yeah, I, I've seen the Wizards a lot more this season than I have the Raptors. I barely saw the Raptors. I mean, the only time I saw the Raptors, honestly, is really off of just ESPN highlights and stuff. But I, I've actually watched. The Wizards, so I think my answer is really just based on what I've seen from the Wizards, and I think just seeing what they can do, they have athletic big guys as well. I mean, the Wizards can go, you know. I think, you know, I, and I think John Wall want to make make a point going into this playoff. I I, I want to say this is his first playoff since he's been in the NBA. Um, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, and so I, you know, I think John Wall will go and him and Bradley Beal. I think they're gonna go in and make a statement this first playoff and try to get them get them a, a series win. So. I can see them. I'm, I'm going with them just because I've just been seeing. I've, I've watched the Wizards and I've seen them consistently this year. I have not watched the Toronto Raptors game yet. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, Ken? Wizards and uh, Raptors. Who, who, who do you like and why? I think I like the Raptors in in this one um, mainly for for Kyle Lowry. Lowry. Um, I think mm-hmm. that point guard matchup is, is should be a real real fun to watch. Uh, Lowry and, and, and John Wall, um, so I so I think um, that that'll be entertaining. Cause, uh, but but I, I do like um, God, what's that what's that kid's name? Uh, DeRozan, man, I, I like him yeah, a lot. DeRozan. Yeah, yeah, he he's been balling. Um, you know, Terrence Ross can come in and, and give you some stuff here and there. They they their center that Jonas Valisianis, man, he he can spread the floor. Um, so I I, I think that. You know, I, this is a toss-up too, but I, I think I kind of like the Raptors, man. I think they play a little bit better um, as a, as a, as a team. I think because they've had their their team together a little bit longer. I know John Wall was out early, and he kind of got them boys together. When he, it, it, you know, it's funny, man. This this and the people uh, give you a lot of credit because you you were talking about this a lot, man. Because you even said it last year. If they had John Wall, they would be a playoff team, and mm-hmm. and this year they proved you correct. Um, the the thing with with the Wizards, I love John Wall. I, you know, I like Bradley Bill a lot. Um, Ariza has been consistent, but can he be consistent for a whole series? Um, so that I don't know. And I think that after you get past John Wall and Bradley Bill, you, you kind of looking around and like I, I will. Who else we got? You know, so um, right. I, I think 
Yeah, so I think Toronto has a little bit more um, offensive weapons than than uh, than than um, the Wizards. But again, man, I think this is a toss up too. I think this is a toss up as well. Um, that DeRozan and, and Bradley Bill matchup might be fun to watch too. So um, it'll be entertaining in its own way. But uh, yeah, I, I'll take the Raptors, man. I'll just go with the hot seat. Man. There it is, there it is, there it is. What about you, FIFO? Uh, Wizards and Raptors, man. Who you got and why? All right. This, this, this right here, this, this is the Similac matchup because you know, <laughs> nobody, really, nobody in Toronto has really been in the, in, in the playoffs. You know, right. uh, Kyle Lowry has been in the league for a minute. You know, he's definitely a veteran now. Um, so, you know, this, that experience is, is valuable. Uh, but, you know, Terrence Ross and also – DeMar DeRozan are, are they're young and this is their first playoff experience. Uh so 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 are the Wizards. Uh but you know Nene has been with Denver and you know with Carmelo Carmelo's made it to the playoffs every year of his career except for this year. So you right. know Nene has playoff experience. Uh Marcin Gortat has playoff experience uh with Orlando. Uh so you know those guys are um you know they have that and and, and that's something that you you know it's invaluable in in basketball. And now it comes to, you know, the wing players. You've got Ariza, you've got Peel, and you've got John Wall. I'm going to take the Wizards in six or seven. And the only reason why I'm doing that is because I believe that the best player on the court is John Wall. And okay. he has a front court that's a little bit more experienced. I, look, the, the, the more... I knew he could be good. I, I, I didn't, you know, I don't know if he's the first guy on the championship team or the second guy on the championship team. So these playoffs are really, this is going to show me a lot. I, I, I don't know which one he is, but I definitely know he's a star. John Wall, to me, is the number one guy on a championship team. And I feel like this is his coming out party. I think he has a chip on his shoulder with not being invited to the USA Basketball. I think mm-hmm. that with him being, you know, kind of injury prone uh, prior to this year, that that's also added incentive for him to um, play well. And also, this is the first time that he's been over 500 ever in his career. Right. You know, so so I, I definitely think that he just, I, I think that he wants to prove a lot of people. And this boy's been balling Balling, uh, the, the jumper is still, you know, not all the way there, but it's definitely improved. And he, he's a superstar, man. He is a first-tier superstar. And I, I like John Wall. Um, I know a lot of people didn't understand the contract. I said he was worth every penny, and I, I think he's underpaid yeah. when healthy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, John Wall is a baller when, when healthy, and that's, that's, been the, that's been the knock, you know, for him to get healthy. Um, I, I like I like what you said, man, <laughs> Similac series. Um, I, I like the Wizards in this series, man. I, I think ultimately Beal and, and, and Wall will get it done. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those series, man, that I think the masses probably won't tune in to watch uh, because this, this this will be the series that's probably on NBA uh, T, uh, NBA TV or what have you, and the games will probably be played at like mad early, like six thirty or seven o'clock. Um, during the week and stuff, so it, it'll be. It, it might be like what B said, where you're only seeing the highlights on uh, on Sports Center. But I think for real, real, true basketball heads, 
uh, they'll be able to sit down and watch this one and really appreciate it, um, you know, especially if they get a chance to catch them on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but I think it's going to be a pretty good series. I, I like I like the Wizards in seven. I like the Wizards in seven. Phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. Right now, let's jump to the line. Let's go to our folk, uh, 804, 804. Is this Q? Yeah, yeah. Q, what's going on, man? Good. What's good, man? Um, what real up? quick. What up? What up, yo? I got to give you my picks, man. You know, I got to do, do it right. All right, all right. What quick. you got, Q? I got Pacers in five. With okay. the results. I got the Heat in five against the Bobcats. I got the Raptors in six against the Wizards. I got the Nets in six against the Bulls. Western Conference... I got the Spurs in four. It's not even a fucking competition. Right. I got the Thunder in six. The Mavericks going to give them a run for putting money. I'm telling you right now, the Mavericks are playing really good team ball, and I like Vince Carter's game. He's coming back a little bit. And Dirk is playing really vintage what he used to do, you know, a few years ago. So I'm liking him. Um, mm-hmm. I, got the, I got the Warriors in six, man. Uh, a lot of people... Oh, okay, upset. You calling for the upset in the first round. I'm upset with the Warriors because the Clippers, I like what they do, but let's all remember they've been bounced out the first round these last few years, and the Warriors have made it to what? Almost, Mm. what, did they make it to the championship last year? Or was it a second round or something? They made it to the first round. And they've they've experienced what it feels like to be in crunch time against a team like the Spurs and to pull out at least a game or so. So you look at the Clippers who came and get past teams like the Grizzlies who played pretty hard-nosed basketball, and I'm not trying to compare the Warriors' defense to the uh, the, uh, Grizzlies' defense, but all I'm trying to say is that the experience is already there, and most of the Clippers' game is all flash and hardly ever you see them come down to fundamentals. So I think the Warriors have it, if they can get their shooting right. That's what I think. And the Warriors in six, I'm going with them. I got the Trailblazers in five. That's wow. That's the pick that makes everybody go, wow. Exactly. So Trailblazers, wow. I'm, I've never been a fan of Dwight Howard. I've never been a fan of James Harden. And I'm going with Damian Lillard, and I'm going with Aldridge. I think that what they needed was right Last, uh, I think it was last Saturday or whatever, they had won against the um, the Warriors. They got a good team win, and all together they showed that, that that they can come through in the clutch and make good free throws, make good shooting. And I don't think the Rockets are there yet. I think the Rockets still need that one piece because I don't think Parsons is all the way there yet, and, and I don't like uh, Jeremy Lin that much, so I don't think he's going to do much. And, uh, hey, I'm just, I've never been a Jeremy Lamb fan either. Yeah, I've never been a fan. Of <laughs> I, I don't think he'll come off the bench and drop even five points. I mean, he might get you an assist and two points, but he's not going to come off and be, oh, this is Jeremy Lin's game. No, it's not going to be that. I think right. the Warriors have good, solid team ball when it comes to Batum. Uh, Mo Williams gets like maybe six points a game. That'll be a good contribution here and there. And they've proven to be clutch with Damian Lillard. And Damian Lillard can cook the shit out of what's his name? Be- Be- what's his name? Uh, Beverly. Beverly. Fucking kill him. I promise you. Beverly's not going to stand a chance. All that all, all that damn 90s basketball don't mean shit to these 20, 14-year-olds, you know, who going out here and just cooking people. I'm telling you. And that's basically my picks. But my question to you all is I was having a conversation. Uh, you know, a lot of my questions start like that. I was having a conversation with my friend Jeff. And uh, we were talking about the future of the NBA and the NFL, and he was trying to tell me that uh, 
he thinks the M- the NFL's future is way brighter than the NBA. And we got into this big argument because I was telling him that I mean you got to look look at the draft coming for both, and there are just so many potential superstars in the NBA. Of course, it is a it is a game where you can control it more than what the NFL is. The NFL is more team based, but I wanted to get you all's opinion on uh, what do you all think. Like between the two sports, the two leagues right now, which which future do you think is brighter, the NBA's or the NFL's? I will go with. <clears throat> gosh, man, I, I I like what's coming into the league with Jabari Parker and, and a couple of them boys from Kentucky and 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 Wiggins. If Wiggins pans out, you know mm-hmm. if these guys come into the league and develop into superstars and brands on top of that because that's kind of what we have now. We have Kobe Bryant and we have Kobe Bryant, the brand LeBron, 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 brand Wade and so on and so on. If they can do that, people will like the NBA and I think the NBA will look bright. But I think I'm going to go with the NFL, man, and and mainly because um, we talk about the shit every, all, all year long. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's all people talk about, and it, it, it's going to carry over. And you're starting to see more stars in college football come out into the league than you kind of do, that people are talking about, like everybody's talking about, than you do in college basketball. Like, basketball heads like like us and maybe a couple of ca- you know casual people here and there will we'll talk about, you know, a, a Wiggins or a Parker, but not much. Everybody know Manziel. I guarantee yeah. people have heard of Cloudy. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the NFL's future is, is, is bright because they seem to develop stars in, in college football. And those guys transcend over into the NFL. And, and we talk about the NFL 365 days a year. It never right. stops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's just crazy. The number one sport but in the t- country. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 here but here's the thing. I, I think that if you take the question in that context, of course, the the the, 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 the pick is the NFL because their their fan base is bigger. You know, but but right. I think that if you take it from the actual product that's put that's getting put either on the court or on the field, personally I think the NBA is a little bit brighter. Mainly because um the way that the NFL is going, you know, like they're more strict. Like, now you can't dunk the football. I understand mm-hmm. the reason why, but, you know, you take that away. Now, like, you're trying to take some of the big hits away. Now, like, like, like there's more question marks to me surrounding the NFL and its product than the NBA and, and their product. And I think that the NBA is more global um, than the NFL. The yeah. NFL just dominates yeah, America. Um, yeah. and, and also, when, when I look at some of these, I think the farm system – for basketball, um, personally, is a little bit better in terms of, like, the AAU. Um, not saying that I like how you have to go about recruiting anything like that, but I just think that there's a lot of talent out there, and we're cultivating it at a much younger age. And a lot of these players, I know everybody's saying stay in college, even though I'm, I'm kind of for that now, but – I just think that these kids are way more ready for the NBA or college at a younger age than they were when KG was coming into the league out of high school. That's when you only had the select few. I think that these kids are now more ready. Like, 
you know, there, there, there's this senior called Thon Maker. He's seven one. He's NBA ready right now, not physically, but skill set. He is ready. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of. I think you're, we're going to start seeing a lot more big men coming to the league. So it's going to balance out this point guard league. Um, you know, I, I think the storyline with LeBron transcending to the second part of his, of his career. Because let's be honest, LeBron is still the biggest you know, uh, um, arguably athlete on the planet. You know what I'm saying? I think he's probably mm-hmm. the most recognizable athlete right now. You know, so how is he going to transition into the later part of his career? How can Durant challenge him? You know, I don't know, man. I just think that the NBA, their image is, is cleaner than the NFL with all of the off-field stuff. I just think that the NBA, its product is is, is, is better for me, and I'm coming, and it might be biased because I am a bigger basketball fan than football fan, but um, I don't know, man. I, I just think that and the product is better in the NBA. Um, they just don't monetize it the same, like because I think NFL TV is better, but the players are better, man. The players are yeah. better. I, you know, I, I, mean, I plus, think. Go ahead, go ahead, B. No, I was about to say, and plus, you know, with the NFL. You know, Roger Goodell trying to extend the season, make it 18 games, and, 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 and extend the postseason and all that stuff. It's like, you know, if you do that, then clearly, it's, yeah, it's too much. It's, 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 it's the, the future of the NBA is going to be a lot brighter. Because it looks like Goodell, he's really trying to push that and make the NFL season longer and try to get the fans more, but he's not thinking about the players first. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think with, with that being said, yeah, the future for the NBA does seem brighter from that aspect. It's like, you know, don't over don't overexpose it because just like Ken said, we are already talking about NFL 365. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We, you know, so yeah, I, I think NBA's future is brighter, especially if they try to you know bring a little bit more structure from the college transition to the to the NBA, where you know letting the players stay one more year, you know, getting them more developed and stuff. And I see them they they working more with M, the, the NBA uh, the, the NBA. A development league, the uh, D league. Mm-hmm. They, they work. They, yep. Yeah, they work. They working with more with that now. So you know, I think it's a better player development. They, I see the NBA starting to go with towards you know more so than the NFL. So yeah, I do think the NBA future is brighter. And you know what? Uh, I, I agree. I, I think everybody's made some great points. I think it's. Um, I think, and I'm a huge. I'm, I'm. I'm a huge football fan. Huge NBA fan. I think football, just based on its violent nature. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, the way that it's going, I don't know that. I mean, it's at its apex right now. Of course, they're not going to be able to ride this way forever. But um, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I've I mentioned before on the show that, you know, I coach youth football, I coach my son's football team, and there's been a, a drop in attendance. Uh, you know, parents are kind of removing themselves from, you know, with the whole concussion thing. And I've, and I've said, as much as I love my kids playing football, as much as I love coaching football, the, the minute my son has a concussion, he's done. You know, because I can protect, you can heal and protect yourself from an ACL injury. Once your brain starts moving, there's nothing you can do. You know, so I think the violent nature of the game will eventually, I'm not going to say it's going to kill the NFL, but, I mean, you look at, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, like fantasy football. Fantasy football is the one thing that keeps people entertained and, and, and educated on football. And they don't necessarily, with fantasy football, you don't even have to be tied to the Raiders. You don't have to be tied to the Kansas City Chiefs, or you don't have to be tied to the Miami Dolphins. That's just, you know, you're rooting for your, and that draws interest. And I think that's something that will prolong the the uh, the enjoyment and the longevity of, 
of football. But I think basketball, on on the contrary, uh, I remember that that time, that five or six year period uh, when after Jordan retired, you know, NBA was they were desperately searching for you know the next the, the next guy or the next crop of guys, and and you know. Yeah, guys like KG came in, but you also had guys like Grant Hill, you know, and, and guys of that nature who it was just the the mantle that they were trying to give them. Everybody, one guy couldn't carry. You had to have a, a there was a series of guys who, you know, had tried to do it, you know, together. Uh, and then obviously, you know, Kobe came into the league and then you had LeBron and, and so forth. But I think the NBA, I think, is in good hands. And I think, I think the NFL is in good hands too. But I think, you know, as far as, Longevity. I don't know that the NBA will ever be as popular as the NFL, but what I will yeah. say is that you know, as far as uh, over long haul, I think they're in better shape than the NFL, just if for no other reason because of the violent nature of the game. Yeah, you know, I think the number one thing to keep in context with with the question is um, due to the fact that I think we're gonna. We're going to be seeing, like, the planets align for the NBA very soon. And the reason why I say that is because in the next five years, these teams will be – in the playoffs, every team will be a toss-up. It won't be, no oh, like, oh, Spurs are going to beat them. No, I'm telling you right now, in the next five years, because they're pick players like Trey Burke, and you get them with maybe two other stars or maybe two other people coming out from college. You get people like, like Al Jefferson, get him some guys. You get people like the Washington Wizards, you get the Brooklyn Nets, you get Miami, he, even the Pacers are, can still grow. And every team, I'm saying, is going to become more balanced than what it is right now. And I think that in the NFL, they're going to start to go through a rebuilding period because all the stars that we love are going to be out of the league soon. We got, you know, Peyton Manning. How many years does he have mm-hmm. left? Tom Brady, how many years does he have left? You know, the fan favorites like, you know, the Michael Vick, they're going to be retiring within two years. So it's like... You know what it is, Q? Yeah. What it is is a transitional period. Just how the NBA exactly. went to it basically being a point guard league. Now we're going to see more mobile quarterbacks take over because that's what college is producing. They're not producing many Peyton Mannings anymore because the offense just... Everything changed. It's just an evolution of the NFL right now. We're just right in the middle of it, and we're going to witness it, and it's going to come pretty quick because Peyton and Tom are probably going to retire relatively around the same time and then breathe, then, you know, Aaron. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still pretty damn young. But, um, yeah. but you know, we're going to see a lot of these drop-back quarterbacks. Like, there's probably not going to be many more. The ones that you're going to see are probably going to be like um, – Shit, really, really, just Drew Brees, and realistically, yeah. you know, right. he, he's 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 an in the pocket guy. He's not necessarily a scrambler, but he creates what, time, and and, and, and I think that's what you're gonna see. What about Andrew Luck? Yeah. Oh, he creates yeah, time too. Luck, Wilson, all of them. Yeah, I think I think yeah, they're in a I, good spot to take over too. But they're evolutionary, like they're mobile. Like yeah, Andrew Luck is way more mobile than Payne Manning and Tom Brady could ever dream to be. He ran the same 40-yard time as Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. He can move. You know what I'm saying? And when you start looking at all of the quarterbacks after, you know, some of these guys retire, they're all mobile. They, not not in the sense that they're going to break a 60-yard run, but in a sense that they can extend the play. They can get a 10-yard, 15-yard run. You know, almost every quarterback, Tony Romo, Drew Brees, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying, um, Cutler at times. 
You know, so so when you look at the league, almost everybody has a quarterback like that. Yeah. I think it's just the cycle of the sports world in general. I just think that, of course, basketball is going to be more of a, if I can score 50, we win, rather than, a, oh, if I drop back and throw 300, we can still lose the game. You know, it's like, we drop 50, I can win tonight, rather than a, Okay, make sure you you block and you block and you do this. It's more of a one-person game, but I'm not trying to say it's a one-person game. I'm just saying if you are skilled within yourself, you can make a huge Mm -hmm. difference. Of course. All the other teams, the free agents that are going to be coming out, like, dude, imagine imagine next season we see Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony, Joe Joe Kim Noah, and a few other players. It's not going to be just some, oh, yeah, Miami can beat them easily. It's going to be, I don't might go seven, man. Who knows? I mean, who like Dante Exum goes to the Lakers. Kevin Love goes to the Lakers. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. no man. Like, Clippers can wash them, man. No, it's going to be like go seven games. Utah, mm-hmm. if they get if they if they get like a Andrew Wiggins or something. Andrew Wiggins and and Trey Burke. It's not going to be no ten game win season. The fifteen game win season is going to be more balanced, and that's why I think that just from a fan standpoint, this is going to be hands down either the most like most lush draft we've had in the last 20 years or it's going to be the most disappointing and that's just going to be coming from times or it's like yo he, he didn't turn out to be who he was or it's going to be yo Wiggins he's the guy right now but Jabari, well, it's, it's like people said it's, it's really about the evolution of the game and, and the players and stuff and, and no matter how you know how much we say oh man it's not going to be you know I mean because the league is looking at at, at, a, at an era I mean obviously in the next couple of years you got a guy like Kobe who carried the league for so long he, he's, he will be on his way out of he's on his way out of the league yeah. And you know LeBron is 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 probably in you know if he has it, the he's entering yeah, his prime. Half. So got like eight more, you know. So years, I mean, and that's barring injury. I mean, you know, that's barring injury. That's barring LeBron getting no cocaine or something like that. So you know, time will tell. But I think to answer your question, I think like what we all kind of said. I think both leagues are in good hands. I mean, it's not like you know they're nobody's hurting for money. You know, because the the bottom line is money. <laughs> They have the money. They have the ratings. I mean, and every Sunday people are in front of the TV or in, at a stadium, you know, watching the game. So, um, and the same goes for the NBA. People, and, and, you know, one thing you'll find is that people will talk a lot of trash about what the NBA is or isn't. Come May, everybody's in front of the TV, and the ratings prove it. You know what I'm saying? And, and come come June, and June, late June, when the finals start, the same thing. Ratings are always through the roof. So I mean, and and no, you may not have the ratings that you had when Jordan was playing, but you know, the ratings are still pretty damn good. So I mean, the, the NBA has nothing to complain about. Um, yeah. You got anything else for us in IQ? Uh, yeah, one quick question. I want to uh, take it from um, you know, two the two different worlds that in hip hop, the sports, and the, of course the hip hop version. So um, I want to ask y'all. This is this either be hypothetical or personal. Um, if any of you all have ever played sports, or like if you haven't, if you did, like professionally or in college or whatever, and you had to pick one album or one song to get you hype, or if you did have that one song or album to get you hype before practice, after practice, during game, pre-game, post-game, whatever, what is that one song or album that made you be like, all right, I'm about to go and drop 70 tonight, man, like I'm about to go and turn up, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of song or album. I'm okay. gonna have to go. 
I'm gonna have to go back to the No Limit years and either either Bobby Bought It Two or No Limit Soul. <laughs> I, I, I heard that the other I, day. I, yeah, I play that before any game. Yes, that's that's gonna get me going. Um, man, KLC KLC was a beast on them beats, man. So, beast yeah, on the beats, man. Hit. That production was man, sick. Man, KLC was that dude. So I, I gotta I gotta say either y'all gotta say Body Body Two or No Limit Soldiers. Either one mm. of them. Yeah, I'm rolling with about about it too as well, man. That that's that's just an anthem. Man, like, that's gets an anthem. Hyped. <laughs> yes. What, what about you, FIFO? Uh, I probably have, I, I didn't really have one particular one because like before games I wasn't really a music guy. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, whenever other people in the locker room played uh, No Limit Soldiers, that 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 was that was the one. That was the one. <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, that definitely got everybody hyped, so I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, for me, man, I, I got to go back to college uh, right before our games, before we played. Um, for me, man, it was the Purple Tape, man. Only built for Cuban Lane, okay. Raekwon. Um, okay. inc- Incarcerated Scarface was my joint. Like, I played that over and over and over. Um, a lot of Biggie, too. Um, um, I had a lot of mixtapes with Biggie on it. and But primarily, before the game, I was always going to listen to the Purple Tape before the game. Oh, speaking speaking of okay, another one. I played Victory. I played Victory a lot because oh, Biggie, okay, okay. Biggie, Big, Biggie's first verse. Yeah, I remember I used to play uh, Victory. Yeah. All I played, all I played was Biggie's first verse. When Big that kickoff yeah, verse, verse Biggie start off with on Victory. I play that, and then once I, I play that verse, and I stop it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Like I, I I be ready. So yeah, Victory, Biggie's verse on Victory, and Nolan the Soldier. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson, yeah, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, oh yeah, I used to get hype on that. One. Yeah, that was another one before, <laughs> before game, before game day. I mean, before game tip off. Yeah. Hey, well, I'll as always, cute man. Thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it. No, you already know, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Oh, right, have a good night. All right, appreciate man. Pete. All right. Phone number Q call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Uh, let's jump back into the conference. Let's go back to the NBA, man. Um, the other games are a little bit more uh, <laughs> one-sided, if you will, or maybe, maybe they won't be if, if in our picks. Um, Ken, Thunder Mavericks, man, how, how do you see this one going? Who wins and why? Hey, hey Kyle, I, uh, let me come back to that uh, in a second. I, I'm on ESPN right now, and uh, okay. I, I just saw a headline that says the council approves Unlimited meals. The NCAA Council approves unlimited meals. Um, hmm. Yeah. So considering you know a lot right. of what Calipari has said today and mm-hmm. uh, as Napier's statements, comments, <clears throat> you know, uh, last week I think it brought a lot of excuse me, a lot of negative attention to the NCAA that's making all this money. So. Uh, it, it's funny to see them actually move to action this quick to actually start paying for kids' meals, man. But they, you know what? You think about it, um, they almost had to. You you can't have a kid on national television saying that he goes to bed hungry. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 not a good look. That's no, <laughs> not, not a good all. look at all. So uh, yeah, I, I, they still have a long way to go. And, and improving their their working relationships with the students, but this was a good step in, in the right direction, man. I, I gotta give uh, the NCAA some, some props for this. Oh yeah, they good looking out, good good looking out on breaking that. I, I didn't see that. Um, 
I see it now on ESPN.com. Um, definitely. I mean, like you said, any time, and what, that's what people fail to understand. I mean, when you got a kid like Shabazz Napier, who I thought brilliantly used his platform to say, hey, you know, I'm a student athlete. You know, you're selling my jerseys. I mean, the least you can do is let me eat at night. You know, I'm, you said he goes, I don't think he goes to bed starving, but I mean, you know, if, if think about it, if, you know, if he gets out of practice at 3 o'clock and, you know, the cafeteria closes at 6, you know, from 6 to 11 or 6 to 12, what time are he goes to bed, you know, how's he going to eat? What is he going to eat? And he can't, you know, he can't, unlike, you know, every other student on campus, he can't go work at Pizza Hut. He can't go work at McDonald's. You know, so his scholarship prevents him from doing that. So um, definitely, that that was, a, that was a good move, definitely a good move and a good look. Uh, like you said, like you said, Ken, it's, it's a start. It's not anything that's going to, um, you know, knock down doors so far. But with this and the uh, the also the legislation proposed by Northwestern, um, it could be a step in the right direction for college kids, and it won't really benefit the kids that are in school right now, but definitely the kids coming, you know, in, to school in the years to come. Um, so let's go ahead and jump to UB uh, playoffs. Uh, Thunder Mavericks. Who wins and why? Um, Thunder, uh, you know, Thunder, I say Thunder, shit, I say five, five or maybe maybe six, just because, you know, Monte Ellis and, and Durden Whiskey is playing out of their minds right now, and, um, but, you know, KD, Westbrook, I think, you know, Baca, I think the boys is going to be too much, I mean, KD is, is clearly going to be the MVP for this 2013-14 season, um, KD is going to be the unstoppable KD that he is, he's going to turn it up. And and Thunder's gonna roll over the Mavericks. Okay, okay, okay. What about you? What about you, uh, FIFO? Who wins, man? Man, I got I got the I got the Thunder, man. In in, a, in five games, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, Dirk. I feel like I think Dirk is gonna be one of those guys that to the day he retires, he's gonna be able to put up twenty. Because his game is all about skill, and his skill will never diminish. He's going to be able to be 70 and whoop up on some 30-year-olds if he felt like it, like real talk. Like, <laughs> you know, like Dirk is the truth, but he doesn't have enough. Um, his team, you know, obviously they're in the West. They're competitive. They made the playoffs, you know, but they, they don't have enough for, for OKC. They, they just don't. It's not enough firepower. It's just not enough. So, um and, and, and then the thing is, sometimes if you don't have enough firepower like the Bulls, you know, you can make it up with defense, and they're not a great defensive team. And OKC's right. going to put it on them, man. And they're not going to have no answers. Yeah, I like um, I, I like the Thunder and Five, man. And, and it could be a sweep. It could that that could be mm-hmm. uh, that could be a sweep if especially if KD gets rolling. Um, and I, I think. They are definitely looking at. When I say they, I mean the the Thunder. They are looking at to try to get rid of teams as quickly as possible. Um, by no stretch of the imagination will this be easy for them. But I think you know ultimately, um, you know they'll put them away pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised to see if this game ends in a sweep. Um, what about the next series? Spurs Grizzly. Can Spurs Grizzlies? Who you like and why in that one? Um. <clears throat> well. First for the last series, um, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm with you guys. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Thunder as well. Dallas is a little scary um, because of dirt, but you know, uh, 
he's kind of lost his stuff, man. You know, this year I think injuries kind of took his, took a toll on him. Um, Monte Ellis could be an X factor, and Vince Carter off the bench <clears throat> has been playing relatively well. But yeah, I mean, much like you guys, I think they'll be the overmatched. Yeah. Up. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, nobody's mm-hmm. gonna stop KD. Um, for the this one, what, what? Give me the matchups again. Uh, Spurs, Grizzlies. Spurs. Spurs come in with the best record, sixty-two and nineteen. Oh, uh, the Grizzlies, forty-nine and thirty-two. They they are the AC. Interestingly enough, before you give us give us your your take on the can, at forty-nine and thirty-two, the Grizzlies were eighth in the West. You put them in the East at forty-nine wins. They, they three would seed. have three. in the bet. Yeah, they're, they're, they're three, three seed. seed. They're three seed. They're three seed. And also, too, uh, Kyle, um, right now I think Dallas and Memphis are actually playing for the seventh seed. So, you know, it might we might have a Dallas versus Spurs first round. I mean, but, you know, as of today, as of right now. Yeah, yeah, as of right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, I, I mean, Spurs, man. I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, root against Popovich, man, this guy been winning with with D leaguers out out there, man. It's it's crazy um, what this guy's been able to do, and they've rolled the Grizzlies um, all year, I believe, um, before and all against them this year, I, I, I think. Um, but more importantly, man, I, I'm going against. I, I'm going to pick the Spurs because I don't like what the Grizzlies did to my man Lionel Hollins. You know, get rid of him after what he did. You know, I think yeah, that that was like jacked yeah. up. Spurs 
possibly, possibly seven. So if if first, I'm like Kendo. I wanted Suns to get in. I wanted Suns. I didn't want yep. Memphis to get in the man the way they did. The way they did a uh, last coach. Now I wanted Suns. I just wanted Suns again just because I like the way he's been playing all season and the way yeah, people just count. Yeah, and the way people just count them out before the season even started. And then you look at them. You know, the Suns in the East, they'll be a four seed. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like right, right, the Suns right. are balling. I, I, I like the squad they got, and I like what they got coming in the future with all the draft picks and the possibilities in this next upcoming offseason. So, you know, don't, don't, don't sleep on the Suns, man. They can be a team to be reckoned with in the next two, three years, man. And it's the right moves to be made. Definitely. I, I like uh, I like the Spurs. I like the Spurs in five. Um, I don't think it's going to go that long. I think you know, much like OKC, I think the Spurs will, you know, their veteran leadership will kind of prevail for them. And Pop's going to have those guys really locked in and focused and saying, okay, hey, let's get rid of these guys quick because we got to, you know, and they're, they're an older team too. Um, you know, they're, they're an older team, so, you know, they it, it would definitely benefit them to get as much rest as they can, uh, which, which brings me to, to something I forgot to even bring up, and I want to just get you guys' take on it. Here's what I don't like about the playoffs. Allow me to vent for a second. Here's what I don't like about the playoffs. The first round takes like a month. Anybody else got yeah, a problem with how long the first round I is? I do. But I, I do, but I understand because it's revenue, TV revenue, and money. Of course, of course, at the end of the course. day, it's about money. But, yeah, I'm like you. I love it when the first round was three out of five because it kind of put the pressure on that on those higher seeds. You know what I'm saying? If you if you exactly. if you mess around, if you if you are you know a six seed and you mess around and beat that three seed the first game, that pressure goes on that higher seed automatically because you like holy crap. Mm-hmm. You know we we, we got to win the second game at home. We can't lose the second game at home and then going down zero two playing two two straight games against the you know the lower seed team. So. You know, I loved it. I loved the fact that it was three out of five, you know, the first round. To be honest with you, I mean, I know this would never happen, but I wish the first two rounds was three out of five. <laughs> yeah, and, that and ain't going to happen. Real. And, then, and then the Eastern Conference, you know, East Conference Finals and West Conference Finals, and then the NBA Finals was four out of seven. But, you know, yeah, put some pressure on the entire seed teams. Make, make them sweat. You know, of course, majority of the time, I think we only had, what, one AC beat a one seed since they uh, went to four or seven which was uh, mm-hmm. Golden State beating Dallas. But other than that, man, yeah, I'm like you, Kyle. I, I, I wish they'd go back to the at least at least the old format where the first round was three out of five. I, I really like that because it put pressure on the higher team. But then again, I understand. It's money. Yeah. It's revenue. Yeah, TV revenue. It, it, it's, that's, yeah, that's all it, it is. is. It, it's it's, it's all about money, man. It's just it, I, when you look at the calendar, man, if you ever get a chance to look at, like, the TV calendar, and you and, and like you said, now that it's it's best five out of seven every you know every series. I mean, of course, all series not going to go seven, but you know here this year, I think especially in the West, we we're looking at probably a, a possibility of at least two or three series going seven. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That that's just my little vent, man. I I think the first round is just way too long. But again, I understand. Um, in the East, Pacers, Hawks, man, my Hawks snuck in as an AC. Um, I really wish we didn't make the playoffs, but <laughs> but uh, nevertheless we get a, we get to cheer for a little bit more playoff basketball. Thirty-seven and forty-four uh, going up against <laughs> the Indiana Pacers, who finished with the best record in the East, fifty-five and twenty-six. Um, 
I'm not going to ask y'all who y'all think going to win. Oh, Anybody Lord. think the Hawks can win more than one game? Because I had I got a little bet going with my man Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. I told Jeff, Jeff is a diehard Knicks fan who will be watching. Uh, I told Jeff, I thought the Hawks, all things considered, I think with the with the way that Indiana's played down the stretch, I think the Hawks can, can extend it to six games. He maintains that the Hawks are probably going to get swept, which could be possible. Um <laughs> so I'm no, going to throw it out to you guys. How, how many can the Hawks win, man? I, I can see the I can see the Hawks getting one. I can see them getting one home game. Just just off of, just off the emotion, and then I can see I can definitely see the Pacers taking a night off. Just I mean, as far as them playing team team ball, I can see them being so out of sync, playing like they've been playing these last couple of weeks. We've been seeing them. I can see them. I can see them coming playing the game here in Atlanta, and they'd be completely probably. Get fit. I can see them losing by like 15 points at home to Atlanta. One game, one game. And then also, I want to throw this out too. Um, I uh, read, I read this uh, earlier last week. I'm sorry. This is this is the first time in NBA history that we won't have Boston, Knicks, and the Lakers. All three of them not in the playoffs. First time I heard, in that. I heard about that. That's crazy. Yeah. First time in NBA history. I, I thought that. I, and when I sat and thought about, it, I was like. Yeah, because usually every year, out of those three teams, one of those teams yeah, are in the playoffs. Well, at least one one this, team is in. Yeah, at least one team is in. But this is the first this is the first time ever in NBA history that all three of those teams are not in the playoffs: Boston, Knicks, and the Lakers. And you know what's weird? Be I think if you know if you look at the rosters from both teams, if they don't fix something real quick. Uh, this will be, like be the second year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, next year be the second year. You know, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's, it's, that was a little fun fact I thought I'd throw out there. Oh, no, no doubt, no doubt. FIFA, what about you, man? It, it, can the Hawks, how many games do you think the Hawks can win against the Pacers? Honestly, I think the Hawks can win two games. Um, you know, okay, okay. I, I, I really do. Um, do I think they're going to win two games? Probably not. I think the Pacers get rid of them in five, possibly maybe six. Um, I really think that it, it, it's really dependent on just Teague. Um, you, you know what you're going to get from Millsap, but Teague is the guy, especially right now with George Hill and that backcourt of Indiana struggling, especially their wing players, all of the wing players. Um, if just Teague can break them, them boys down and get a, a, a David West or a Roy Hibbert into some type of foul trouble, um, I think that might be a problem for them, and I think that that'll be the way that they'll be able to win two games. Um, but you know, the Hawks—they—they're they're just not all the way there. Um, you know, honestly, I, I'm kind of mad. I, I wish—I think it would have been more beneficial. You know, I wish I could swap um, on both the East and the West to A slot. I—I I, I feel like B. I really wish Phoenix would have made it in the West, um, mm-hmm. and then also uh, I feel like it would have been more beneficial for New York to make the playoffs, mainly because if they made the playoffs, that means that the pick that they sent over to Denver, they would have got it back. So they would have actually had a first-round pick in the draft this year, um, you know, if they, if they would have made it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I think that that would have been a more interesting storyline to go against Indiana, you know, because anything can happen in the playoffs when you got somebody like Carmelo on your team. You know, but oh, uh, with the Hawks, you know, we we just don't have that exceptional talent that can that would give us hope to you know e- 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 even try to you know push it seven games. I just I don't think uh, we have that. But you know, Jeff Teague is nice, and 
what we have is all right, and you know we have a, a, a pop, you know, a Popovich guy on, on in the front office and on the bench. So, you know, six games max, but I, I, I honestly think Indiana gets it in five. What about you, Ken? In any chance for the hometown Hawks? Oh man, well, I, I wanted Atlanta in the playoffs. Um, well. Eh. You know what? It was kind of like a catch-22. I mean, I wanted them in the playoffs. I kind of had a feeling they were going to make it when they started sending me tickets. Uh, you, know, <laughs> I was, you know, selling tickets. Right. Um, I love New York, but they just get on my damn nerves, man. <laughs> you know, just just people in the Nick lovers and and you know, so all this stuff about Melo. While I think a New York Indiana matchup would have been awesome, and I thought I think New York could have taken Indiana. Man, just the people on my timeline, man, they just yeah, they just so oh, man, man, dog, like they just don't. Even when they lose, they be talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, uh, but outside of that, you know, um, uh, I, I, you know, it would have been better for the NBA. Matchup wise, for the playoff wise, if New York would have made it in the playoffs, so for that alone, just for a good product out there for some good games, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen New York make the playoffs. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, at the same time, man, they didn't deserve to make the playoffs. You shouldn't backdoor your way into the playoffs either. Exactly. So you know, I was kind of conflicted. But anyway, I'm with FIFO. I think that if Jeff Teague is on his game, I think he can work George Hill. Um, I'm not buying what Vogel said about. I think people can work George Hill. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not buying what what, what, uh, uh, Pedro antics, Brandon Accor. I'm not buying that, what Vogel was saying and why he benched. Um, Oh, boy, because that, you know. I, I, don't, I haven't seen much of Pedro Antic, but I it, man, I think he can probably match up with Hibbert because I don't think Hibbert's all that great. But um, I, I think I think they'll get two, man. I, I, you know what? I'm going for the home team, man. I, as a matter of fact, I'm pulling for them to win the series. I would love to see this upset. I just don't think we have the talent to do it. I don't know much about Mike Scott and all these other boys that they got out there running around on the court. And they got them doing You know, I've they, seen them play. They feel like you they know, can't run play. Shoot, man. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like the East Coast version of the, the, the old Phoenix Sun, man. They just run up and just toss the ball up, man. Um, Millsaps, can, he could probably, you know, have a couple of good games against David West, but I don't think they'll be consistent enough. I don't think they'll have a consistent enough score to to keep up with Indiana. Indiana's going to want some payback for what happened. So, and you know, I think they'll they'll love to enter into the into the second season, you know, refresh. And I think right now they have a lot to prove. So right. I think them boys going to come out motivated, man. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they got them in four. Yeah, I I agree. I you know, I, I, all hometown bias aside. I mean, I think, you know, Hawks are probably – we'll be lucky to get one. Um, Indiana is, is going to – they know all eyes on them. It, it, no matter how they've stumbled to the finish line, damn it, they've made it to the finish line. So at this point, they have to shore themselves up because, um, you know, they have to start getting back to their winning ways uh, because, you know, before you know it, you know, you're in the second round. And the second round isn't as easy a cakewalk – as one might think, because they're looking at, you know, who's coming out of the second round. You know, once they beat the Hawks, they're going to be playing the winner of the Bulls and Nets. 
you know, and that's not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination because I think either of those teams will give, you know, could have given Miami or Indiana fits, particularly Indiana with the fact that they haven't played well coming down the stretch. So um, the last series, man, uh, Heat and Bobcats, um, I think uh, I'm not even going to give it to Bobcats. The Heat will sweep them. Um, but you know, one so. concern I have I is think I think so. it's the way. You don't think so? Well, I, nah. I think it's, it's, I'm going to be very interested to see how well Dwayne Wade plays. If Dwayne Dwayne Wade at this point can't afford to sit out any games. I mean, they have to get some type of continuity with him in this lineup. If they if in the fact that he sat this long tells me that he's a lot more injured than what they let on. Oh yeah, um, the hamstring. Remember. Yeah, yeah, I know he, it was first it was his knee and then he blew his hamstring out a couple of weeks ago against Indiana, uh, chasing down uh, after a steal. Um, I, I, I like Miami to sweep this series. I, I don't think – and, and Jefferson, I think, is a good piece. Um, the Bobcats, they, you know, they're, they're a scrappy bunch. They play hard. But um, nah, I, I just don't see Miami losing a game to these guys. Anybody, uh, anybody else think that it'll be a closer series or thinks Bobcats can win one or two? I think Bobcats going to get one. They get one. Okay. I mean, and actually, Bobcats been playing. They've been playing well, you know, as of late. And you know, Miami hasn't really been playing up the par. I mean, you know, I, I think I think Ken said this a couple weeks ago. I think Miami just kind of waiting for playoffs to start. I think I think they're gonna they're getting ready to cut it on now. And and, and you know, especially with this first round going to the second round, yeah, especially going to the second round. I think that's, I I kind of think they took the easy way out, and I think they gave, that's why they gave up that one seed and rested. Uh, LeBron and Chris Bosh because they didn't want to see Bulls or, or the Nets in the second round. They want to see, you know, Toronto or the Wizards. So I think I think mm-hmm. Miami's cool with having the number two seed right now. And but I do think I, I think Al Jefferson is going to go to work on Chris Bosh one of the games. I think I think yeah, uh, Bobcats going to get at least one home game. I can see them getting one home game. So I say you know, that's it. Nothing, nothing more, nothing less. You know, quick, I, uh, quick question, B. You, you mentioned, you mentioned um, and I didn't really think about it until I looked at the seating this morning. Um, do you think that there was any kind of games Michigan? Because obviously last night uh, Miami still would have needed uh, Indiana to lose, and I think Indiana played all their players, but LeBron and, and Bosh and, and Wade sat last night as Miami lost uh, their game. I mean, they, and they supposed to sat them on purpose. Um, do you think there was some gamesmanship as far as do you think Miami really was trying to avoid that second round matchup? I don't know. I think so. I mean, they probably wouldn't. I mean, you know, they at the end of the day, they're professionals. I don't think you should right. be staring or being staring of another man. That's you two-time champ. Sport that you love, right? Because you're two-time champ. So no, I don't think so. But deep in my mind, I think so because it's like you know. You know, Bulls and Nets. We already know what the Nets did to Miami, even though it's a regular season. But we already know what type of matchup problems the Nets pose against Miami, and they see them mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And then we also know how physical Bulls can be. You know, I still think Miami can get them because Miami beat the Bulls the previous years. Hell, they beat the Bulls with an MVP role. So, but just still, it's just it's just the wear it's just the wear and tear of the series. I think Miami don't want to go against that. You know, in the second round, and then you know, going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And you still got these conference finals, and possibly then they found some fighting. So, you know, I think I think Miami's taking that a little easier easier route this time. You know, with the possibility of playing, you know, the winner of Toronto and the Wizards. Because let's not, you know, of course we talked about playoffs before. You know, if if you know we talk about coaching and matchups, 
but it also comes down to mental toughness. You know, this this is a time where you get to really see who's mentally tough because, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is another season. There's a lot of games. You know, you already, you already play 82 games. You play 82 right. games. So, you know, now at this point, you know, this, this is all about mental toughness. This is all about how, how well can you get through it up in, in the head. So this, this, that's one thing I always liked about the playoffs is that, is that mental toughness. Who, who got the mental toughness to go through four intense, four out of seven rounds? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. And I think Miami just want to take that little less mental toughness route, you know, going to the – hopefully going to get a chance to go to their fourth NBA final. That's what it is. So, you know, I think it was game plan, but it probably was on Miami end. I think it was uh, – I think it happened by uh, – by not accident, but just kind of by, by default, right? You know, um, I didn't look at, I didn't take schedule into consideration. I know we're running out of time, so I'll try to be quick. I didn't take schedule into consideration until they mentioned it, but then I looked at their schedule. I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. March and April, they played almost 30 games in yeah. a month and a half. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm yeah, that, that's a lot. And a lot of those were back-to-back. First, I was like, all right, man, whatever. you just saying stuff. And then I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, they, they, there is something to this. Um, I do think that it's an easier path. And I, I've always felt that the second seed probably would be more beneficial to them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the last two or three seasons, it's been rough getting to the finals, man. And every series was a battle for them. except maybe like the first round, so... You know, this could help them work up that lather to get ready for the Eastern Conference Finals because whoever they play is going to – I mean, it's the Eastern Conference Finals, so it's going to be a battle, whether it's Indiana or Chicago or, or or the Nets. So by then, you should be – you should have that continuity you were talking about, Kyle, with Wade because you don't went through, um, you know, uh, two series with him in the lineup. And this is what you're saving him for anyway. So I think if you're looking at it, if you're slow, you're like, eh, We'll take it. You know, they got to lose to Orlando, and we know the Pacers could do that. But why risk my players' uh, fatigue to chance, right? Right. Sit them. Let's just sit them. We always do it anyway. We're cool with the second scene. We ain't scared of anybody. If we right. really got it, cool. If we ain't got it, cool. Because, you know, we're going to roll up in Indiana in the East Conference Final and beat their ass anyway. We ain't worried about them. I ain't got no worries. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, man. Yeah, I think I think Charlotte get. I, I, I won't be surprised if Charlotte gets two. Um, I, I will be worried. It, it should be a sweep, but if Charlotte gets two, I, I, what? I I'm gonna be worried you know about. Uh, go ahead, people. He, 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 here's the thing. I I I 100 agree with you, but I but I think that this is the caveat to the situation. Who guards Kemba Walker? Because because Kemba is going to cook oh, good, Will good Cole and and Mario Chalmers, uh-huh. right? I always say the way to beat Miami is you need to have strong point guard play and you need to have a dominant big man. The Bobcats have both and they have nothing else. It's LeBron in in instances when Kemba is going off. If he guards him and he can take him out, then they'll beat him in, in, in five or, or even a sweep. But What's going to be the adjustment? Because Kemba is going to go off, and I don't think that you put D Wade. I don't think you chance D Wade guarding him so early in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I think that against Indiana in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, tough matchup. You want to go D Wade? Okay, that's whatever. 
but I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I trust D Wade to Kemba's youth right now. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm not taking that matchup personally. So if if LeBron can take Kemba out when Charlotte needs Kemba, then I agree. But I I think it really comes down to Kemba Walker in in, in this series as to how many games Charlotte can win because if he can play at a high level because we know we know what Al Jefferson is going to do he's a big man going against Miami he's going to average 2010 maybe more we know that but can Kemba get those 20 to 24 points that you're going to need and can the others do what they specialize in you know, I, and look, I, I'm not giving false hope to the Bobcat fans, not at all. But look, I just think it's interesting. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. It, it is definitely interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, as you all know, the, the uh, second season, the play, NBA playoffs tips off, I want to say this Saturday. should be four games and then four games on Sunday as well. Uh, right now we got about we got about five minutes left. Let's jump into our closing statements. Closing statements as we close out tonight's show. Let's start it off with the Detroit representer, Beezy. What's up? Uh, final thought. Look, my only final thought is I know as any Detroiter as myself, I know, and that's around my age and older. Uh, get your DVRs ready, man. Uh, this Thursday. Uh, 8 p.m. We got a two-hour special, 30 for 30, about Detroit Pistons bad boys. So if you if you grew up in Detroit, or if you was a huge Pistons fan back in the 80s, just like I was, uh, get your DV. You know, make sure you set your DVR. Get ready to watch. I think a well-documented about my Detroit Pistons bad boys era back to back, led by Isaiah Thomas and the rest were goons. Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and goons. That's that's what I, that's what you call. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and everybody else was just the goons, man. So, you know, um, yeah, I just got to say that. Anybody that's watching that's a fan of Detroit Pistons or any of you not, still watch it because you're going to enjoy some. If you was young and didn't see this type of basketball being played, you know, you can you can watch it this Thursday and see what, what went down back in the 80s and why why Jordan became the player he is that, we, that people indeed. end up eventually loving. So, you know, hey, watch it. 30 for 30, bad boys. Eight, 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 all right, eight. all right. Let's let's take it over to my man, Ken. Ken, what's your uh, closing statement for this evening? Yeah, shout out to Michael Jordan for uh, for his, his great season with the Charlotte Bobcats, man, making the playoffs. Um, you know, a salute to that brother who struggled as an executive um, since, you know, he, he started that role. Um, shout out to Jackie Robinson. wanted to just say appreciate you know, all of his contributions, uh, you know, to, to Major League Baseball and African-Americans um, as a whole. I would love to see more African-Americans play baseball. I know that that's just something that, uh, you know, the opportunity's there. You know, it's just something that we don't we don't look to do, um, you know, anymore. But, uh, you know, we just we need more black stars in the league, man, and we need more Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Juniors and, and guys like that to kind of represent us. So we need to be able to see those black faces. So, um, but yes, yeah, it, it started, you know, with guys like Jackie Robinson, man, and, and, uh, Hank Aaron, man. So salute to those brothers, man. You know, their landmark contributions to African Americans and, and baseball in general, man, has, uh, just taken place over the last, you know, couple of weeks. So salute to them brothers for all that they've done. 
All right, last but not least, my man FIFO, what's your uh, closing statement? Um, NCAA, uh, thank you for making a rule change that your athletes now have unlimited meals. Um, there's a lot of other revisions that um, I believe are going to partake in the next, you know, two to three years in the real uh, near future uh, because the student athlete, the amateurism thing just needs to be redefined, kind of like the music industry. You know, what they're doing is very antiquated, very old school, and the times have changed, and the Internet and the kids and everything has just changed. We're in a different era, and everything just needs to evolve. And, you know, unfortunately, the NCAA is one of the last, but it will, and I think it will be better for college athletes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Great points by everybody. Uh, my final point, man, uh, got to take it to Boston, man. Um, tomorrow marks the anniversary of the, uh, oh, excuse me, was it today? Today marks the anniversary today. of the uh, Boston Marathon uh, massacre of last last year. Um, as a Yankees fan, I hate Boston, always have hated Boston, but uh, <laughs> never liked the Celtics either. But uh, my heart definitely goes out to everybody who participated in, in the last year's Boston Marathon. Lives were lost. Uh, that type of activity, that type of terroristic activity should never happen on American soil. Um, just like they're saying, man, Boston's strong. That's what they are. And um, I hope everything goes well on Monday as they run the Boston Marathon. Um, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash sports. Make sure you check out our website, deadendsports.com. Hit us up on Twitter at deadendsports. Uh, for FIFO, for B, for Ken, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We're going to holler at you guys next week. Peace. Ain't got no worries. <laughs> <laughs>